Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. Today, our guest is Melody Ann Owen, and she is a storyteller and story teacher. She helps authors and entrepreneurs tell stories that matter, stories that change the world. She is also the founder of Author Nation, a community for authors who want to support during their book journey. Welcome, Melody, to the show. Thank you, Michael, for having me. It's great to have you here. And of course, uh, we, we met at uh, Potapalooza, right? Yes, we did. That was so much fun. <laughs> Potapalooza, awesome. Um, and I believe by the time this comes out, another Potapalooza will have gone by, but I'm sure there'll be another one coming as well. So if you have not been to Potapalooza, I imagine Kimberly will just keep running them. So go to the next one. I'll probably put a note in the show notes um, with great a link idea. to that. So, so you do stories, which are a powerful powerful part of connection. Um, and we were talking before the show, um, so we'll jump straight into the networking theme and then we'll get a little bit into your story about the fact that a lot of people in networking, they they more pitch than share their story and their story could make their 30 seconds a little more interesting. Yes, exactly. The one thing I see that entrepreneurs do or business people do in networking events, you know that 30 seconds, stand up, say something. They always start everything they say with I. I help people do this. I can help the I. And it's very mm -hmm. I focused. And I think that we have this thing about like, I have to tell them that who I am and, and you know, my education and my experience, I have to put my resume out there, right? In that 30 seconds. And I don't think that's what people are looking for. In fact, I'm university educated and nobody's asked me about that in decades. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we don't, uh, you know, that's not the most important thing about you. And what I think people really want to know is who do you serve? Because until you mm -hmm. tell me who you serve, if not, I'm not in the group of people you serve, I'm going to turn off and, and, or I don't know anyone I'm going to turn off. And that makes sense. Cause you're not pitching to everyone. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to talk to everyone. So the first thing you want to say is who you serve. And the second thing you want to say is how you serve them. And mm -hmm. you don't need to use I statements. You know, I had a, <laughs> I knew a guy who, I knew a guy <laughs> who went to a, uh, networking events and he, he did his pitch like this. I'm looking for angry women, women whose husbands won't write that darn will. Come get me. I'll help you get that will done. That was how, what that's what he said. Mm -hmm. and there was a, there's a story in that, right? There's every woman out there who who like wants the will done. Right. And he could have said, I'm looking for angry men, you know, but angry woman sounds better, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so having a story, like crafting a story about who, you know, who you're looking for, who you serve and how you help them, people in the room who, who go, oh, that's me. Oh, that's my problem. I should go. I should go talk to that person. They will mm -hmm. come and they will look for you because what you're saying is please self-select. I love it. I love that. Yeah. And, and I, I totally know what you're talking about that. It's I, I I've managed to curate my networking experiences that I tend to work with a higher tier of, of people these days. So I get far less of the generic people, but then I go, when I go to local events 
and somebody gets up and is like, so I'm a realtor and I'm looking at people looking to buy or sell it. If I hear one more <laughs> realtor who's looking to, uh, you could just start with, stop with like, hi, my name is Susie. I'm a realtor and yes. sit down. Nothing, yeah. no yeah. words after that. I'm looking for buyers and sell. Of course you are. You're a realtor. Yeah. You don't need to tell yeah. me that. I know that you're a realtor. That's yeah. the story of that word. And, but, and but this, Realtors have so much opportunity, you know, oh, yes. or, you know, after the kids leave, there's, you know, it's time to downsize, but that is tough. And I'm the realtor who can help you with that. Or, you mm -hmm. know, even just very simply, right. You know, you, another child time to upgrade into a new home yep. or you've landed your dream job. Now's time for your dream home. All of those are great starters for a realtor mm -hmm. that, that doesn't start with, hi, my name's. And actually, we don't care what your name is until we know you can serve us. So yep. put that at the end even, right? Yeah, I love that. I love the story. And so I've, I've heard the the model of of blank, hire me to blank because blank, uh, which yeah. is which is sort of a formulaic version of what, what you're saying. It starts with who 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 you help. Yes. Um, and and as a, as a connector, that, that really resonates to me because then I'm thinking if you tell me um, – you know, 50 plus women entrepreneurs hire me to whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what, what, uh, generation X entrepreneur, you know, female entrepreneurs do I know? Okay. What do you need them for? Okay. Let me subdivide that instead of, yes. instead of like, I'm so-and-so and I won an award and I went to this college and I'm with this company oh. for, for 37 years. The story I don't care about for 37 years, we have led the industry in widget making. Exactly. Yeah. That's a story that's not interesting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it, it's interesting because I find people who are like freshly out of university, they often say things like, I've just finished university and I have a degree in chemical engineering. And I, it's, and, and because that's the most important thing in their life. And I've realized eventually, I realized nobody cares about that. They, 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 they just want to know who I help and how I can help them. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if they care about me and my education later, they can ask that. But that's, farther down the, you know, the funnel, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of interesting stories, mm -hmm. how did you get into the business of storytelling? Ah, so I, <laughs> I, uh, I rewrote my story a long time ago. Oh. I, I, um, I came from a very dysfunctional family and I decided to walk away, no contact. And I was this fresh slate and but I still carried that 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 narrative, right? Who I was, mm -hmm. who I came, where I came from. So I had to rewrite the story, and I just realized how empowering that was. And from there, I started playing with the idea of story. I started writing. I started working with other writers. I started teaching communication skills, and nobody told me when I was in high school that I could be a YouTuber. So I didn't actually have that as a plan, but <laughs> eventually that became a YouTube channel and a live show and a membership for authors and helping entrepreneurs with their stories, not their tragedy stories, uh, because I don't, you know, that's not, that's just my beginning. That's not my story. Mm -hmm. My story is rich, full of, I've traveled throughout the world. I've lived in Asia and South America and, and North America. I've learned so much about story and people. And it's something that, and, and I've great deal of empathy for people. And it's something that helps me help other people tell stories that really resonate and connect and, and get the message out so that we can find belonging in the world instead of uh, um, disconnection. I love that. And, and you, you mentioned uh, some about, you know, that, that, that part is not your story. It's just the, how uh, the prologue to your story. Um, and I find that some people, they, the, 
it's about choosing your story. Like what, what part of this is going to be your story. And there's someone, you know, I was talking to someone a while ago and uh, they're in their fifties, sixties. Uh, and they mentioned a challenge they had when they were like 21. Yes. And, you know, and basically I can't do this day because when I was 21, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, <laughs> I was in like middle school when that story happened. How is that even, how could that be your, I don't remember stories that long ago. Uh, talk a little about like choosing your story. Yes. I find a lot of people kind of go back and they try to find their childhood trauma story. There seems to be this, this thing going on in the world right now. Find your find your childhood trauma story and use that. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, I resist that. My story mm-hmm. is that uh, I did, I, you know, I went, I traveled, I wanted away. So I traveled, lived in Asia, taught in South America. And I just was immersed in these other worlds where I learned so much. And isn't that a much better story than a trauma story? Like, what's what's the good story, right? What's the good story? The trauma stories, they're the pity stories. I don't want your pity. I I want want to bond with you and connect with you. And we can do that through hurt, but we can also do that through success and joy and belonging and connection. Yeah, I've noticed both times you've told it, you said just enough about your pre-travel mm-hmm. so that it was clear that it was bad and you were leaving it. Mm-hmm. And we're leaving it in the story. Moving on. Yep. Doesn't matter. Yep. And yeah, it's, it, you know, it doesn't matter why it happened, what happened, what form that took. Not relevant to the story. It was bad. Moved on. Yes. It Off gave me go. an opportunity so, to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's... That's a great concept. And as is, you know, because I, I think about this, I, I don't really have a, a childhood trauma. You know, my, my trauma is in my 20s. Um, and, and, you know, it was, I, I mean, I, I do share that because it's relevant to things I've learned and there's lessons in it. Um, often if you have childhood traumas, not lessons you can learn from it because you were a kid. I was old enough to know better when I made my mistakes. <laughs> um, so sometimes I, I do share some of those things, but, but it's, yeah, the people's, you know, their, their trauma, their challenge can happen at different times and different parts of the story. Um, and it's definitely important to focus on the part that people can can resonate with and learn from. And, um, and, and well, and also, you know, the story to tell yourself. Yes. Um, and yeah, you talk a bit about that in terms of like the stories you tell yourself. Yes, uh, absolutely. So I, I actually have done an entire solo show on my life, one hour storytelling solo show. And that's where you get to tell, you know, your story, not just I moved on. You, you can dig in there because that's a different, that's a different mm-hmm. forum. It's not the business world. Um, I also on occasion go to storytelling competitions, you know, seven to eight minutes, the moth, things like that. I, we don't mm-hmm. have the moth where I am here, but just to give you a sense, I like to go do those kinds of stories, kind of standing on stage And then I also like to tell business stories. I love to help uh, entrepreneurs tell their stories and dig into, you know, what matters to them, who they serve and how, you know, how they can move forward with that. So I actually story belongs in a variety of way, you know, works variety way in my in my life. I also do a workshop on uh, healing through your own story. So I help writers and storytellers kind of reframe their story. From, you know, yes, everyone told me I was bad for doing that. Looking back, that was a reasonable yet unhelpful response to that situation. And how mm-hmm. how can I now learn from that and move forward from that? So I also did that kind of storytelling as well. Yeah, I, I, I remember someone 
telling me that like the what type of story something is, you know, Mm. whether it's a comedy, drama, horror, whatever, is based on when it starts and when it ends. Right. (laughs) You know, you take a horror movie and you run it three months longer, and it's it's not a horror movie anymore. Now it's now it's more of like a psychological recovery story. Yes. You know, whereas if you you end it two days earlier, it's a totally different story. Yes. So, and, and since there's no point in our lives where the credits roll, <laughs> it's our choice of like, where do we cut that off to say, this is the story. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you're looking for stories in, in your business world, start by thinking, what do I want to communicate? Mm-hmm. What is the, why am I doing this? Am I trying to persuade someone? And am I trying to warn someone? Am I trying to connect with them? Am I trying to uh, teach them something and figure out what that is, that, that, that very special why, why you're doing this. Then when you think of your why, think of, well, what stories have I come across in my lifetime? They could be folk tales. They could be stories from your life. They could be client stories. They could be stories you heard in someone else's presentation. Where have I heard a story that helps me with that particular why, with that learning, warning, teaching, uh, connection, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and stories are so much more effective than simply saying the thing, because people are going to yes. remember the story. We're built to remember stories. We are. It's how we learn. It's mm-hmm. how we figure out how to apply information. It's how we remember things. It's how we share experiences so we can feel belonging or uh, mm-hmm. heal. There, psychologically, there are a lot of good reasons that we tell and listen to stories. Yep. So, so in terms of using stories, you know, in business and networking and something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one challenge I, I run into is that I'm sure I have many stories. I mean, I've been on the earth for four decades, so a lot of things have happened. But they don't often they often don't come to mind unless they're practiced. So when I go on a podcast, um, if if you listen to me, uh, the, the first the opening of almost every interview I've done in the last two months, I have the same story, and I've now gotten into almost a pattern of the same words because I practiced it. So I've got that you know my superhero origin story. I got that one down. Um, but then I'm sure there's all kinds of other stories that would be great. They just don't come to mind. Um, so you know, what do you, what do you recommend for that to to be able to have more than just one story? A couple of things. Uh, first off, if you are looking for stories from your own life, create a timeline. Just create a timeline from zero to 40, whatever you are, or you know the mm-hmm. year you were born to now. And just start putting things in like uh, where you went to school, what house you were living in, what your pet's name was, who was your best friend, who, what college you went, just start, start tagging things in. And as you're doing it, you know, I went to this university. Oh yeah. I remember when we used toothpaste to fill the holes in the walls because we were playing darts, right? There's a story, you know, and then, and then right, jot that down and allow, you know, th- and go to music that you listen to at that time of your life. Just create a timeline and you'll be amazed at how much those things uh, bring forth stories. And then start mm. just jotting down a few words on each story. And then you it's surprising because people are like, I don't know where to get stories from. And then they go through a workshop with me on building the timeline and listing out some stories. And then I say, well, get get a kind of a story storybook, like a l- little pamphlet or like a little booklet where you can write stories and three months later they're like i have a lot of stories there are a lot of stories and it's like right because you've gotten into the habit of 
finding the story. And until you're in the habit of finding the story, it can be hard to find the story. Like any other habit, right? It's really hard to go running the first time, right? It's really hard mm-hmm. to, you know, get up at six the first time. But when you get into a habit of it and it becomes natural and you you've have a system for it that you don't even think about, then you land up having a little booklet full of stories and pulling from them. And I'll tell you the best entrepreneurs, the most successful entrepreneurs, they can tell a story. They can pull a story out of their pocket. So mm-hmm. have some stories. And the basic stories you want are you want a customer story. You want a brand story that talks about your values. You want a product service story. And you want an entrepreneur story or like a business story, like a employee story, depending mm-hmm. on whether it's a business or not. So just start start with those four. And customer stories, you can have as many of those as you want, of course, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so it's about preparation. So it's not about like having your memory that draws the story from, ah, oh, yes, I remember 17 years ago. Right. It's, it's, it's actually not ahead of time and just having this quick draw quiver of, oh, I need story number four for this one. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. practice. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I heard, um, I read somewhere that, that Winston Churchill, who's you know, he's known for being quick on his feet and witty, that almost all the lines we know him for were prepared the night before. Yes. <laughs> that if he was going to a party, he'd find out who was going to be at that party and he'd you know, do a little research on them. And then he'd have comebacks ready for things he thought they might say. Yes. Yes. Why? He, he was a, he was a smart man. He was, he was, mm-hmm. and he was, um, I want to say witty and um, snappy too. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't always yeah, he was nice. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. But and I heard the reason he did that was because he wasn't quick on his feet. Right. You know, he was yeah. very he was very slow to think of new things, and so because of that weakness, we know him as being very witty because he wasn't very witty. Yes. Yeah. Well, compensate. He, you know, kind of like in in my story, I am very well connected because I started knowing zero people. Exactly. When you know twenty people, you don't have that impetus like I know nobody. I better meet some people. I'll meet a couple. If you have zero, you're gonna you gotta turn it up all the way because you right. have zero. Exactly. So you know that that weakness can really leverage in. Yeah. Um, so, so what if, what if someone, um, has trouble making their stories interesting, you know, they're, they're monotone mm-hmm. or they're, they forget the details or forget the punchline or, you know, when they, they tell stories and it helps people sleep instead of help them get excited. Well, if you're telling stories from your own life, you're probably not going to forget the details, right? Because it's, it's your life. So that's, that's the one good thing. If you are to, or if you're telling a story about a customer you've had, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to forget the details. You did that work with that customer. And so if you're on, if you're worried about it, start, start with stories that are already very familiar with you. Mm-hmm. And then something else uh, I would suggest you do is use emotion. Stories are emotional. Stories are an emotional experience and humans are emotional beings. I know some people don't want to believe that or accept that. And we want business to be fact and information, but even, even people who walk into a story, I only use data to make decisions. They, they still making emotional decisions, whether they like it or not. Right. They make the most emotional decisions. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So use emotion and humans are not monotone in emotion. And so Mm -hmm. stories don't need to be monotone in emotion. Sometimes people tell very, you know, horrific stories or sad stories or scary stories. And there's still room for other emotions. There's still room for a laugh. 
uh, I tell stories that I tell, I have some really, really scary stories that I tell sometimes. And mm -hmm. uh, they're also very funny. I try to make them as funny as possible because if all you do for eight minutes is make someone feel sad, <laughs> yeah, that's unreasonable and they don't want to yeah. hear it. But if you bring them on a ride, like happy and sad and funny mm -hmm. and joyful and scary, um, that's mimicking the life's reality. I, in fact, I don't think I've ever been to a funeral where somebody didn't smile or laugh, right? You don't spend an yeah. hour in a room with other people talking about someone you all loved who has passed on and not share stories that are both sad and funny and, you know, scary. You share all of those emotions. So bring mm -hmm. that to your storytelling. I think that's one of the most important things. And if you want to ask me how, go for it and I'll, I'll fill you in next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you get desensitized if it's if it's all sad or all funny or all anything. And so you're like, okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm sad. I get it. Okay, I'm sad. And I, I found that when I when I was in sales, if I could bring, if I could take control of your emotions and bring them with me, it was much more likely, if I could make you happy and then sad and then happy and then sad, I could make you sign. Um, yes. Because cause you're following me through that. So, yeah, so, so, so how do you bring that, those emotions? How do you, especially the, 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 the unexpected emotions, you know, the, the laugh in the sad story or the sad part in the in the in the funny story or yeah. whatever. Well, first off, empathy is really important, especially when you're trying to move someone from like you persuade or influence, you're trying to move them from one point of view to another. Empathy, first off, is incredibly important. If you cannot find empathy for the people you are you are serving then or trying to communicate with, then you're not nobody wants to listen to you. If I believe you have empathy for me, I am more likely to have empathy for what you are saying. Mm. Um, and and it's, there's this great quote, quote by Beth Kephart. She wrote a, a book called Handling the Truth. And she said, empathy doesn't soften you. It smartens you. So mm. empathy is a, an intelligence skill, right? It's, it's really understanding the footsteps of someone else. Uh, whether or not you agree with them doesn't matter. In fact, it's more important you have empathy for people you don't agree with if you're trying to persuade them to come to your world view, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is have empathy. And then the other thing I want to say is uh, use sensory experience. We experience the world through our senses. We see it, we smell it, we taste it, we touch it, we hear it. And so use, use that in your storytelling. And you can do that by freezing a moment, and then just sitting in that moment and, and thinking about when I was in that moment, what did I see? What did I smell? What did I hear? What did I touch? And using that, you might be t talking about, um, you know, the, the time you were, the time you didn't get the promotion. Mm -hmm. And you might say something like, my eyes dropped to the floor. I never realized the floor was a black and white patent floor, but I, I'd never had a reason to fix my eyes on it before. And you get a sense of, I'm not telling you I was ashamed. I couldn't look my boss in the eye. You're dropping, you're dropping your eyes. You're telling them exactly what you felt, actually what happened, right? Mm -hmm. If I say to you, you know, um, can you imagine being eight years old and walking through the door and you realize your mother is making your favorite dessert because you can smell it? What do you smell? Right? I might smell apple pie. You might mm -hmm. smell chocolate chip cookies. 
Mm. But that's a, a sensory experience that we all, men, not everyone, but many of yeah. us share that sensory experience. So if you, you're trying to talk about childhood and you're tr trying to elicit this emotion of childhood, using a, a moment like that will help uh, connect your audience to that moment so that you can then tell your version of, of, of childhood to them because they're in that with you suddenly. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. It's just funny you said them like I don't smell anything because my mother didn't cook. Oh and no! That just took me to, that, that's that's a whole different thing. That, <laughs> that, um, but anyway, no. But I love that concept, especially the open-ended experience yeah. where it's you know your favorite childhood treat, and yes. everyone has their own instead yes. of um, in, instead of yours. Yes. And uh, and you know as you're talking about that, it reminds me of a, a coaching strategy, coaching tool I learned a while ago, which is you know visioning. Mm -hmm. which is basically either doing what you just said, you know, getting really in depth, you know, when you achieve your goals and you're living your best life, where do you live? Who do you live with? What does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it feel like to walk through the door of, of your perfect house, walk around your house, tell me, you know, what, what the walls are painted and, and all that. Um, and then a, a similar exercise is, is you go one step further and you write a narrative of what is, you know, what is your day like in 2035 when you're, when you're 17 years into your goals or, or whatever it is. Um, and it, it creates it, it makes it more vivid because it activates more parts of the brain. Cause you know, it's now you're seeing it, you're hearing it, you're smelling it and your brain thinks it's already happening. And since it's already happening, it can't be impossible. And thus your dream must be possible because you already lived there. You already went there. Exactly. Your brain can't tell the difference between stories and reality. So um, exactly. I, I think it's interesting, you know, hearing that in, in this perspective. Yeah. And, and that new story that your, the coaching client is building can help replace negative narratives that are no longer serving them. You mm. can use that exact same thing. So if they have a money story or a asking for help story or, a, you know, P, um, the working, you know, the corporate world is greedy story, then you can, you can help them build a new story that leaves that old story behind. And they're, then they're more effective, more productive and more happier as they move forward. Same idea, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so is this, is this the, the story shift concept? Yeah. So you want people to, when you're telling a story, usually you want to change somebody, even if, even if it's a sales story, you want them to buy mm -hmm. something, right? That's a change. So yep. you have to realize like, you know, why am I telling this story? And, and what is that? What is that shift that I want? How do mm. I want them to change? And if you're aware of that, you can figure out, you know, bringing them, bringing them to the old story, the, you know, um, I can't, you know, I, I can't, I can't take my kids camping because I don't have time to, you know, buying this coaching services, which is going to help you reorganize your business and create systems and processes. So you have more free time so you can take your kids camping. Right. Mm. So that that's a story. Right. You go from, you know, wanting to spend more time with your kids and doing the things you love doing with them, like camping and going to lake to to being actually being able to do that. And so that's the shift you want in the story. And that's when people in a sales story, for example, are willing to sign up because they can see that new vision and they now believe in it. And if they believe in it, you're worth the investment. Yep. And certainly if they see that story, they, they don't want you to leave with it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> They came with one story. You came with a better story, and now yes. you're going to leave that story. Absolutely. Or you could sign up, and you could keep the story. So Absolutely. That sounds that sounds very powerful. Um, 
So you know, this has been this has been awesome. I've loved you know hearing this different perspective on stories and and the power they have and and how to use them, especially in networking, to be both more engaging and more interesting and less awful for me to have to listen to. Please <laughs> listen to this episode and learn from it and tell better stories during your thirty second. Please <laughs> and play, play and have fun. Yes. Right. That's, I think, one of the things people get so nervous at networking events. They get kind of they paralyze up and then they're like, oh, my name is Melody and I right, play, mm-hmm. have fun. Life is about enjoying. Right. Yep. Yes. I I I will judge you much more for not trying than for trying and failing. Yes. Yes. You, you'll come off much better if you if you give it a shot. Absolutely. Uh, so how can people get in touch with you? Oh, um, so you can uh, email me. I will give you my email. You can put in the show notes and you mm-hmm. can also get a hold of me through uh, authornationtube.com. I'm on YouTube. I have an author nation uh, channel as well. I will give you all of those links and you can put them in the show notes for people and they awesome. can find me there or they can find me at nutritioustruth.com. And that's my uh, storytelling for entrepreneurs uh, business because I do the nice. two sides consulting for entrepreneurs and for authors and they're they're different websites yep. I can imagine yeah I'm sure they're different different approach even if you're doing the same thing you need a different story for each one yes absolutely you bet well, that that makes a lot of sense yes. uh, so is there is there anything I didn't ask that I should have asked or anything that you'd like to like to uh, wrap up with I would say that uh, becoming a better storyteller, is an excellent way to make connections with people and build your business. It's also a great way to just in your personal life to connect with people and build a community around you of supporters and people who, who care about you and want to want to help you succeed business or life. That is great. That's some great advice and stories are a powerful way. Yeah. You want to be popular party, learn how to tell stories. Yes. <laughs> and it can be the same three stories every time if you're talking to different people because they're <laughs> different people. They never heard it before. Yes. And if you flub part of it, they've never heard it before. So they don't know you got that detail wrong. Exactly. That's what I was thinking about is that, is that, you know, it's your own story. But when you're like, yeah, so it was, what was it? 1942? No, I think it was 1943. Yeah, because that was when uh, that was when your cousin Joe got married, right? No, it wasn't Joe. No, it was Fred. Don't worry about those details. Those are details that don't matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, move on. Just go. Just yes. get on with it. Tell get the story. The other thing is, I love it when people go, I'm going to tell you a story about when I was babysitting and this guy broke into the house, but don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Now I'm going to tell you the story. It's like, you've just taken all the excitement out of it. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Although, although the flips, there was a uh, Charisma on Command has a great um, YouTube series uh, and they did a breakdown of, of how... Uh, Dwayne Johnson has become so much more charismatic. And one thing he does is he, he intros stories. So he doesn't just tell a story. It's, it's, it's just like, I've got an amazing story about that. You're going to love it. So, and then goes into the story from there. Doesn't give it, doesn't give anything away. Um, but, but if you, if you prompt the story, like, and I've started doing that too, when I, when I do interviews, someone asks me a question, be like, I think I'm going to answer that with a story. If you don't mind, can I tell you a story? And they're like, of course you can tell me a story. And, you know, and, and they're like a story. Oh, great. This isn't going to be some, some dry details. It's going to be stories. I love That's stories. So. Brilliant. That's Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for being on here. This has been a lot of fun. And, uh, and you're, you're one of our first season four. I've been working towards season four for months. So you're one of our first, uh, 
first season four guests. So Great. thanks for being part of our bringing us into our new story of the podcast. The Thank network. you, Michael. This has been great. Thank you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's JV dash connect.com December 12th and 13th 2023 we'll see you there